it is my deep desire today, I even have it written in my notes, that we would all experience Jesus this morning. And in order to do that, we need his grace. We need his word. We need his truth. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to have Jesus encounters. Because Jesus encounters is the only place where we will experience the real truth and the real place where Jesus gets a hold of the, our souls and says to us what he wants us to know and what he wants us to believe. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to be in John chapter 8. We're going to talk about the truth will set you free. How many of you guys have heard about that before? So that's my prayer, is that we would settle into our chairs and allow him to speak truth to us. But before we get to John chapter 8, I actually want to jump way ahead to John chapter 18. There's a story that happens in John chapter 18 that is really interesting. We'll see that Jesus has been betrayed, he's been arrested, and he's sitting in the courts with Pontius Pilate. And we see that Pontius is, you know, trying to figure out, who are you? And he starts asking Jesus questions to try and get a hold of, who are you? Are you a Jew? Are you a king? Why have your own people turned you over to me? And he's trying to figure this guy out because he's different. And he doesn't quite understand him. And Jesus says, well, my kingdom is not of this world. And we get to this verse 37 then. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then Pilate says this, what is truth? What is truth? Isn't that a great question? What is truth? People are still seeking that today, still seeking meaning, trying to understand, trying to define it. So I said, well, I'm gonna, I'll find out what truth is about. Look at this, you guys. This is one article. I kid you not. Can you see that? This is one article about what truth is. We don't know. How, the world does not know how to define it. Listen to this. It says, truth is most often used to mean being in accord with fact or reality or fidelity to an original or standard. Truth is also sometimes defined in modern context as an idea of truth to self or authenticity. Truth is usually held to be opposite to falsehood, which correspondingly can also suggest a logical, factual, or ethical meaning. The concept of truth is discussed and debated in several contexts, including philosophy, art, theology, and science. Some philosophers view the concept of truth as basic and unable to be explained, and it Well, that clears things up. The world seems so confused about truth. Pick a news station. They'll tell you what they want you to know. They tell you what they want you to hear, what they want you to believe. 
And we can so easily, let's be honest, you guys, we can so easily fall into the trap of believing the truth that we like, the truth that aligns with us and the truth that aligns with how I want to think or how I think it should be. That's what the world has to offer. And of course, you know where I'm going. Jesus has a different idea. So let's go to John chapter 8, and we will see this very famous phrase. There's so much going on here. I mean, from where we were in John chapter 8, when, when Brendan went over the woman caught in adultery, I'm skipping over this whole section of I am the light of the world. Hopefully, maybe somebody will go back and pick it up again because it's such a huge topic, but I'm actually going to start in verse 31, and it says this. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. There it is. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Who's heard that before? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You see, this is what the world has to offer. But honestly, you guys, there's no freedom in this. There's not freedom. There's confusion. There's confusion, and there's, there's deceit, and there's, there's things in there that maybe aren't true, or maybe they're partially true. And that's what causes so much confusion there. But I'll tell you, there's not freedom. There's not freedom. I think what the world has to offer without Jesus is lies. We've all experienced it. Half-truths even that make you even more confused. Well, it's kind of true, but why does it feel not right? Because it's not true truth. But we dismiss it because it feels kind of true. But the reality is, is that these lies are the very chains that bind us. These lies that we come to believe about how things should be or how things ought to be are the things that hold us back from being all that God has called us to be and all that God wants us to be. They become personal and they enter our lives in so many different ways. And we become bound to them. Betrayal comes in. And we end up saying to ourselves, you can't trust anyone. Shame comes in, and it says, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You're not smart enough. Fill in the blank. All of these are lies that come in, and in the deepest part of who we are, we do come to believe them. Have you ever had that happen where your head knows it's not true, but you're still feeling it? That's because there's a lie that is anchored in your soul that the Lord, Jesus Christ, the truth of all truths, wants to set you free from. It's our human nature to defend ourselves. And the next thing you know, we've made vows based on lies. Well, I'm never going to do that again. I won't let that happen to me again. I'm never going to let anybody close to me again. I have to work harder to prove myself. My world was filled with these. 
And the enemy is so sly that unless we stop to look, we're not aware of them. And they keep influencing our lives. And what we need is a good dose of truth. We begin to doubt, is God really real? Does he really see me, love me, care about my situation? And I would bet in a room of this size, some of us are standing on that edge right now. There's something that plays over and over and over in our minds that influences our walk with Jesus and our walk with others, and we're in bondage to it. And we get frustrated and we get depressed because we don't know how to get out. You see, the enemy never tells you the truth. He condemns, accuses, causes fear and turmoil, turmoil and, it's and is committed to destroying. But the lies in our story will continue to influence, influence us until we do something about it. You see, lots of people hear the truth. There was lots of people in Scripture that heard the truth, but they didn't do anything about it. So just hearing it doesn't necessarily allow transformation. We have to absorb it. We have to open our hearts. We have to risk opening to it to letting the Lord come and meet us in those places. We have a choice. We get to decide whether or not we pay attention. And we must be willing to allow truth to sink in. I want to introduce you to someone. Meet Spencer's burrowing frog. I don't, I don't think Mark's related, but it's named after <laughs> Walter Spencer. You can look it up. He's named after Walter Spencer, who was an um, explorer in Australia, and he found this frog in the central dry lands of Australia. Now, we all know frogs are amphibious, so they need water, right? So what does this frog do? What is this frog doing in the driest part of Australia? These frogs have this digging ability that on the back of their feet, they're not webbed as much so that they can dig. And they have this amazing survival strategy that they can dig themselves backwards into the ground during dry times. And they, go, they, they kind of do the spiral little digging and they get into the deepest parts of the sand where maybe there's a little bit of water and a little bit of moisture. They create this bubble around themselves and they wait. And one of the articles said that when the rains start to come, they can hear the, the tapping of the raindrops on the surface while they're under the surface just a little bit. And when this begins to happen, they know that that is life. And they begin to dig out and spiral out and come to the surface. They sleep under there until the heavy rains awaken them from their slumber. Instinctually, they know what gives them life, and they move towards it when it comes. 
We can do this with our souls, but we have to be awake. We have to be wide open. We have to be looking for it. You ever think about buying a new car? You've never seen one before, and all of a sudden it's in your mind, and now you're thinking about it all the time, and you see it everywhere. It's, it's kind of how we can work with, with our minds and our brain science, which is so not my deal. I'm only going like this because that's Mark's deal. But this repetitiveness brings us to the point of noticing things and awareness. How are we doing that with Jesus, who is the truth? who sets us free. Have you ever had a song, music, art, something move your soul and you don't have an explanation for it? Pause and ask, what's moving me about this? Jesus, what do you want me to know about this? Encounter him in those places. Let him water your soul with the truth. This is one of my favorite sayings. It says, truth like gold is to be obtained not by its growth, but by washing away from it all that is not gold. I believe so it is with biblical truth, with supernatural truth, with, with life-transforming truth. See, all the dirt, all the lies, everything gets washed away, and you don't grow it, you reveal it. As followers of Jesus, the truth is within us, and it needs to be revealed. You see, the question is not like what Pontius Pilate asked, what is truth? The question is, who is truth? Pontius asked this question. Jesus is sitting right in front of him. And I, I'm not digging Pontius Pilate because I'd probably be in the same boat. But he's sitting there with Jesus right in front of him. He says, what is truth? And, and I can just, this is not biblical. This is just my imagination. But I can just imagine Jesus going, I'm right here in front of you. I'm right here. I am the truth, the way, and the life. Jesus is personified as truth in Scripture, just like wisdom in Proverbs. Jesus is truth. He himself is truth. And when the one who is truth tells you the truth, transformation happens. Chains are broken, lies are dissolved, and you are set free. He's our complete and only source of real freedom. I've had so many mentors in my life, so many excellent mentors, so many friends that are running the race with me, and I need them all. I need mentors and I need friends. People who point me back to Jesus all the time because Jesus is the real source. He is the source of everything we need for freedom. And we encounter him in so many different ways. He, that's what I love about Jesus is he doesn't put himself in a box. We encounter him through prayer. Someone came to me this morning and said, you're all prayed up for today. It hit my soul. It made me say, thank you. You encounter Jesus through others, through prayer, through his word, through wisdom and revelation, through people. We are vessels of God, little Christ who speak truth to one another. We encounter him in worship. 
this song, uh, this, sometimes this is a matter of how you connect with Jesus. We all have different pathways. But a song like that, I could sit in for a very long time and just let the truth wash over me and wash over me and wash over me through arts, through nature, through meditation, through examine or reflection, silence, solitude, music, the word, study. There's so many different ways that we can connect with the truth of Jesus. And one of the ways that truth seeps into us, like that water seeping into the ground for the frog, is through repetition. Over and over in Scripture, Jesus repeats himself. There's places in Scripture where you can, if you look up the word truth, it will say the truth was in him. It's in us. He says to Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? I mean, sometimes we need that, don't we? Because <laughs> it has to get past here and get into here, and we need the repetition. We need the repetition. In February, um, a, bunch, a, a few of us were out at this pastor's retreat um, and it's at this place. This is a San Luis, San Luis mission, something, something. I can never think of the name right. It's in Oceanside, California, and it's this beautiful old Franciscan monastery where you go and you retreat. And the grounds are beautiful.